0: It's been a cracking four days in Spain for our next guest. His name is Daniel Hillier. For a living, he hits a golf ball. All things going well and good. That's going to be full-time professional next season on the European Tour. But before we jump ahead, we can't get too excited. Uh, Daniel joins us. Welcome to the program. You managed to chalk up a victory, mate, by all of one stroke over in Spain. Congratulations. You must be ripped, brother. <laughs> Cheers,
1: Darcy. I mean, yeah, I'm... Um... Still over the moon. I, I definitely don't think I've come down from that yet. Yeah, I can feel my heart rate still going now. Two or three hours later. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely over the moon. And yeah, definitely wasn't easy. Yeah, you know, Marcus, who came second, he he put up a good fight the whole day. He had seven under, I think, and you know kept the pressure on me the whole day. And yeah,
0: just just really stoked to get over the line. And what you won by one stroke. That was it, just the one shot. After getting off to not the greatest start in the first round, you're, you're in black numbers, but you stuck with it. What, what do you put that down to? How did you manage to actually get things right again and then carry on in that same vein?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a tough one to put, put my finger on it, uh, really, because, you know, I was, as you say, I was, I was two over through 17 holes in my first round and wasn't really in a great place. I was, you know, sort of thinking about home a little too much. Yeah, wasn't playing great, and then I just hit three really good shots on the last hole, par five, 18, and managed to make an eagle there to sort of bring me back in it. And I don't know if that was just the, you know, the fire that I needed to to put myself up and and keep it rolling. But yeah, managed to managed to finish that round off well. And um, I actually, you know, had to play my second round that same day just because we had to come back um, and get round one finished. And so it was nice to sort of be able to carry on from that eagle on the last. And yeah, managed to play pretty well in that round. Two and probably had the round of my life in round three. So, yeah, it, it all just fell into place nicely.
0: Yeah, the 62, that's extraordinary. That's when all the talk was, actually, you might do well in this tournament. But then to carry that on and hit a 65, what were your thought processes going through the uh, the 18 holes during that time? And, and, and how much help was um, Siobhan at that period?
1: I mean, playing round two, you know, the conditions were pretty tough. And, you know, I was sort of looking back on that round and thought, you know, I shot four under in probably the worst conditions we've ever played, in, and then I was just thinking of how patient I stayed that whole day, and you know how I didn't let a bad break get to me, and how I just grounded out as much as I could. I didn't, you know, didn't worry about what other people were doing. I was just focused on, you know, hitting smart shots and, you know, limiting the damage when it was needed. and I'll just continue that. Um, you know, the conditions were pretty favourable in round three and four and just stick with that same same mindset, just staying patient and being really disciplined, really my approach to every shot. And yeah, Siobhan was obviously a great help on the bag. You know, I don't, I don't think I'd be uh, in this position if I didn't have her there. She, you know, she's keeping me calm and she's making sure that I'm fed and I'm, know and I'm watered and, and all that stuff. So everything, everything a good caddy does. So yeah, I mean, it's just great to have her there and um, yeah, she was she was pretty crucial in, in that uh in that final day.
0: What does this mean in the wash up, Daniel, as far as the European tour goes next year? What has to happen now? Because you've you've upped your ranking um by a considerable amount of points, but just talk us through what's to happen in, in the next well, two weeks' time when your next tournament, your last tournament of the season's on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, pretty crucial uh, this week. I've jumped up into that golden sort of top twenty on the rankings. I'm, I think I'm sitting eighteenth at the moment, and if all goes well next week uh, at our final event, well, in two weeks' time, sorry, and our final event, then uh, I'll walk away with a main tour card. So the top top twenty on the order of merit get a main tour card for next year, and so that's that's kind of what I'm setting my sights on uh, in a couple of weeks' time.
0: How do you go about not getting overly excited and not getting over pinged, but being up enough to actually get that job done and get that tour card? Because this is like a a holy grail for a young golfer getting on this tour. So what are you doing around that? Do you you have a shrink to help you out? Is it all down to Javon? Do do your parents get on the blower and say, calm the farm? What's the deal there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, probably a combination of all those things, to be honest. It's just a matter of taking, you know, especially after a, a long week like this, just taking a couple of days to to clear the mind and to take a little bit of a break. And, and then from there, we'll, we'll be back on the horse. I'll probably go to the golf course a couple of times just to make sure that I'm still in touch. But, you know, nothing too strenuous because it has been a long season and I've been over here since the end of April. And so, yeah, can definitely burn burn yourself out pretty easily towards uh, towards the back end of the season. But, yeah, I feel like I've managed it pretty well this year. And, yeah, just got one more week and, and then I'm home. So, yeah, I mean it's pretty easy to be excited for it when, when you know it's, you know, it's your last tournament and you just need to make the most of it. So yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting.
0: And of course that's the cherry on the cake, isn't it? You've actually got an MIQ spot so you can get home and spend Christmas with the family. It just doesn't get much better really, does it, Daniel?
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a long few months trying to get that, uh, that MIQ spot and yeah, we were lucky enough to, to grab one about a month ago and yeah, ever since then, you know, I've, I've been thinking about home a lot and, how my family's been, been supporting me the whole way. You know, my, my parents were up this morning at four o'clock, you know, messaging me and, you know, saying well done and, and they're so proud of me. And, yeah, I mean, it's more support than I could ever ask for, really. And I'm, I'm just really grateful that I, I have that, um, you know, while I'm over on the other side of the world.
0: I remember when Jason Pine started talking about you and talking to you when you're on the way up. It's great to follow that path. Congratulations, Daniel uh, Hillier, the winner of the Costa Brava Challenge. You've done well, mate. We're all proud of you. Good work.
1: Thanks, Darcy. Appreciate it, mate.